0: You're listening to Dialed In, a National Club golfer podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dialed In, our weekly look at the best bets on the professional tours. Please remember, if you are taking an interest to gamble responsibly, let me bring in NCG's form expert, the man who finds the winners and the places for us each week. It is Barry Plubber. Barry, welcome. How you doing, mate? You're right. right. I'm in good shape. Um, Jordan Spieth, for a while, was going to make me look very stupid after I would dissed his chances on this very podcast last week. But... Uh, Fourth round blues for him again at Pebble Beach. And what a remarkable final round performance from Daniel Berger.
1: Yeah, it was one of those really where I was watching it, thinking how brilliantly he was playing and, and how he could have quite easily extended his lead and, and won quite comfortably. But at the same time, sort of ruined it a little bit in the way that he'd been put up last week at the waste management as Baz's banker and missed the cut for me. So uh, it's just one of those things, unfortunately. It was close being on
0: him with uh, just the wrong week. Well, Ultimate disappointment for you there, Barry, but you did come out with some funds and hopefully the listeners did as well. Just explain to us where you were placed last week.
1: Yeah, so we got a full place on Paul Casey and a shared place on Max Homer. So coming out probably roughly about even uh, for the week. So sort of live to fight another day, really. Um, We had another notably good performance from Matt Neesmith who finished tied 16th. So, you know, three players in the top 16 out of five tips was again another close week, just as they have been the last few. Um, and hopefully we'll go one better here this week.
0: Yeah, the winner looks like it's coming, and maybe this will be the week for it. And we go from one iconic venue in Pebble Beach to another. It's the Genesis Open and the fabulous Riviera Golf Club. What's the course look like, Baz, this week?
1: Yeah, as you said, iconic, really. It's a challenging tree-lined, Parkland course, uh, Kikuyu Fairways and Poa Greens. We've seen a lot of Poa Greens recently over the last few events so there's some interesting form guides from from those events there as well uh, and there's a particularly strong link to Torrey Pines being that it has the same surfaces Kukuya Fairways Poa Greens uh, it needs strategic shot shaping so you know albeit slightly shorter at 7,322 yards it is uh, there are some similarities to between Riviera and Torrey Pines so it's worth looking at the form between the two.
0: Good winners here as well. Uh, Adam Scott is the defending champion. Dustin Johnson has this on his trophy mantelpiece. Bubba Watson's won it a couple of times. Phil Mickelson, what's the field looking like this week?
1: Yeah, top quality field this week. Some really strong players. It was actually really difficult um, to, to to sort of chuck people out of the consideration this week. There's so many players who could play uh, really well. And, you know, I've tried to look for some value further down the field because we all know how strong the favourites are. I mean, DJ um in particular I know that I mentioned about my rule on him the other week he's, he's another short price favorite this week he's played well here in the past his form's been brilliant recently so um it, he could quite easily get there and go quite close again I mean in terms of stats of, of recent winners while we're on that topic um it's worth noting that four out of five of the last winners here have been in the top five for strokes gained to green uh, and five out of five have being the top 20 for strokes gained approach so you know, it's a, it is a ball striker's course. You need to be hitting it well. Um, and, you know, course form is also important here. Uh, six out of uh, 10 recent winners have had a top 10 recently in their recent form. So you're looking at players who are coming in with a bit of form, have some Riviera experience and ultimately um, are playing really well uh, in terms of their two to green play.
0: Well, we normally keep you on a very tight leash, Buzz, at NCG Towers. But uh, given the depth of the field this week, we've allowed you to have six selections. Um, so, why don't you kick us off and tell us who your main principal is this week?
1: Yeah, I've gone for Patrick Cantlay at 18 to 1. Now, I've gone Patrick to win uh, as a win only bet. Uh, he's, he, like I said, 18 to 1, one of the market leaders. I do really fancy his chances, and I'm not sure there's that much value each way. Um, so, I mean, the reason I've, I've gone for Patrick is that he won earlier on in the season at the Zozo. Uh, he was fourth at the Genesis in 2018. His his play recently has been absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal when you look at his statistics. Uh, he's eighth tee to green on the PGA Tour, sixth around the green. Um, and particularly what's most impressed me over the last three months or so is his putting has really come on. Uh, he's third for strokes game putting in the last three months. Uh, so, you know, it's all seemed to come together for Cantlay. Uh, and that's evident when you look at his recent form. It reads 2-3-13-17-1, dating back to his win at the Zozo in October. So, you know, you can't really knock him for, for any part of his game at the moment. He's had three top 20s in his last three starts, obviously played really well last week uh, at Pebbles. So I think he's he's going to be there or thereabouts. And I think he's a decent uh, choice as an outright pick uh, and a win only bet.
0: Yeah, I'm particularly sore about Cantley because I had a final round bet on him at Pebble and I and I felt really, really positive about it because he, his t play playing was absolutely astonishing, but he just couldn't get anything going on the greens. And I know a lot is said about poor Anya and I think a lot of it is commentator talk, but certainly if he'd um, found any sort of consistency on the greens on Saturday or Sunday, I think he'd have given Berger a real run for it. Will these greens suit him a little bit better?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think having the experience of last week on power and going again onto another power surface this week is going to do, you know, all of the players who played there, you know, a bit of good. Um, obviously, we saw that at the Farmers at Torrey as well. So, you know, that, that experience and building that and getting used to those surfaces is going to be key. Uh, obviously, Patrick Cantley uh, hails from California originally um, and tends to play well in these events on uh, on the coast. So, yeah, I mean. I think he's got as good a chance as any of the market leaders, and he's probably got the most value out of those at the top end of the market.
0: Well, next up for you, Barry, is a Norwegian player who needs to have a big year really to get on the Ryder Cup team.
1: Yeah, Victor Hovland, uh, thirty to one. I could um, not—I couldn't believe his price because it's probably you know in in the field what you'd expect, but it's still a big price for Victor Hovland. Um, he won at the Coba earlier in the season. Uh, his form recently has been so impressive. He's had three top sixes in his last five starts and a win, obviously, at the Mayakoba. Um, So he's been there or thereabouts so often, whether that's been on the PJ Tour or the European Tour, obviously, including all that travel between. Uh, he was runner-up at Torrey, which is probably the most um, interesting form line I could gather from Victor Hovland at the moment. Uh, like I said, uh, there's a real correlation between the two courses. And that performance at Torrey, he was actually top 10 for strokes gained approach to Green and Strokes Gain total, um, which shows how strong he performed when Patrick Reed went and closed out. Um, in the last 30 days, there hasn't been anybody better on approach to the Green. He ranks first um, amongst the top 150 in the world and he's third for to Green uh, in the same time period. So somebody who's striking the ball as well, as well as anybody and is currently in red hot form, I think as an each way bet, uh, Victor is, uh is, is a good one to go for.
0: I, mean, I say he needs a big week or a big few weeks. He's probably nailed on as a pick anyway, isn't he? Given what he's done over the last few months. But he's he's has, if I'm, if my memory serves me right, he's just crept into some of the lists now and a couple of big displays would really cement that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got such a bright future ahead of him. And I think that getting him um, in the Ryder Cup team, I think once you get him in this year, uh, if he gets in, I, I don't think he will be missing many Ryder Cup teams for, for the years to come because he's, definitely a special talent it's just whether or not with a the talent that currently could get into the european tour team whether or not he's going to be there in september but as you said if he gets a a win another win in the next few weeks or some really strong performances he's going to make uh, that difficult uh, make that choice really difficult for harrington
0: and from one young prospect to another who also has a hugely bright future ahead of him and has shown some great form in the past as well
1: yeah, we were on Wacky Neiman at the start of the uh, of 2021 when uh, he went and put in back-to-back runner-up finishes. It was a really strong start for us for the 2021 calendar year uh, and obviously for, for Neiman as well. Uh, last three months, he's struck the ball really well. Third for to Green play, 10th uh, for strokes gained approach, 9th for strokes gained total. He hasn't played for a few weeks um, and obviously he's coming into this after a bit of a break, so it'll be interesting to see how he, how he goes from there. Uh, he's had seven in seven of his last eight starts. He's had a top 25 finish, so his form coming into this, um, before his break is, is absolutely where it needs to be. Uh, an interesting little bit of form, um, come at TPC Summerlin, which has uh Poe and uh Greens. He was 13th there, so, uh, so it shows that he's got a little bit of experience on Poe Greens and playing well. But really, I think the, mo- the only thing I'm a little bit concerned about with Neiman is course form. Uh, he's got a missed cut and a, a pretty average, I think, 44th finish. So um, he'll need to improve on those, obviously, when he comes over this time. But with the form he's in this season, I think he's got a definite chance of improving there. And at 50 to one, he's he's quite a good each way bet.
0: I mean, could that just be an experience thing? It was an aberration for him, really. I mean, 15 mid cut, um, 15 cuts made in 23 starts last year, obviously. Um, the victory as well, five top 25s. I think he finished 19th in the money list. So clearly looking to step on again this year.
1: Yeah, he's getting better season by season, isn't he? And uh, you'd expect him to. He's a young lad, early 20s, who's got another another one. He's got a big future ahead of him in the game, I'm sure. So um, I think he's, you know, when he's playing, he's definitely worth considering. And uh, with the way that this has all worked out in terms of it being a ball striker's course I think he's uh, somebody who's quite interesting this week.
0: So we're starting to get into some of the bigger prices now who's next on your list?
1: Yeah so this is where the sort of value comes in I suppose but we're looking at Carlos Ortiz at 70 to 1. Ortiz has been there or thereabouts for weeks now you've seen him pop up on the leaderboard sort of time and time again Um, but he's also had four top 26 finishes in his four starts at Riviera so he knows how to play this golf course and be you know, relatively successful um, without really getting too close. He did have a ninth place finish at uh, the Riviera in uh, 2019. Um, So, you know, I think if he can uh, come into this week and find that sort of form, he's going to have a really good chance. He's got three, he had three solid rounds of golf at Torrey a few weeks ago, um, and he actually shot six over in the final round to drop to tied to 29th. And he'll be disappointed with that. Um, But he did put in, like I said, three really solid rounds Uh, before that and I think that you can take a lot from those with the course correlation between the two venues in the last three months the thing that's really sort of uh, excelled for Ortiz has been his putter he's 11th for strokes gained putting uh, and 24th for strokes gained total so you know he's somebody at 70 to 1 I probably expect him to be a bit short than that which is why he's even more interesting for me and obviously having won recently as well uh, I think he's going to be somebody who is um, going to do well at that price and, and hopefully get a place for us.
0: Well, next up for you is a player who's a huge star on the European tour, but is being offered at a very surprising price.
1: Yeah, for this, I couldn't believe it when I saw the price for Matthew Fitzpatrick. I, I mean, I, it only seems uh, not too long ago that he was winning the DP World Tour Championship, um, you know, back in December. Uh, this is a ball strikers course where you need to be strategic, and that will absolutely suit Matthew Fitzpatrick down to the ground. That's his his game, and um, you know that's evident when you look at the fact he's twentieth on the PGA Tour for strokes gained approach, despite playing quite a lot of his golf on the European Tour so far this season. Um, in the last three months across both tours, he's been eighth uh, for strokes gained putting. So you know the putter's working. His approach play is good um he's somebody who has already played in this event he's got 30th last year and that was his only start so far in the genesis so a bit of experience gained there for somebody who will learn from that and hopefully develop from that that uh, 30th place finish and the thing that i suppose is is most interesting with this price is that he's 20th in the official world golf rankings um, and you're getting him at 70 to one uh so for me yeah definite value for for matthew fitzpatrick there hopefully he can bring some of his good form from the European Tour over to the PGA Tour.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he, it's he's not a player that you can say hasn't had good performances in America either, can you? Because he's, um, I think it was uh, third last year in the Memorial. I think he's had a second at the Arnold Palmer in the past. I think he had five top tens in 15 events last year. I mean, obviously a prolific winner on the European Tour, but it's just going to come at the PGA, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and, and again, he's another player who's who's going to be thinking about this Ryder Cup uh, place uh, come September. He's somebody who's certainly not out of the picture. He's going to need a big year to, to get himself into the team. And, you know, I think that when, when you consider the strength of the field that he won in when he won the DP World Tour Championship in December, that's not too dissimilar to the strength of the field we've got this week. You know, so there's no reason why he can't go and uh, show everybody. You know the quality that he's got and, and get close and and maybe even win at what is a big
0: price. So so why is he 70 to one then? Why do you think that he's such a big price?
1: Uh, I, I suppose I mean his last two two events on the European tour, he had a cut and a top twenty, I think you know uh, I, I'm I'm baffled really. I can't really justify why he's 70 to one. I mean if if you'd have put him up at 35, 40 to one, 45 to one, I might not have, you know, been as initially interested, but at 70 to one, I just think that's a that's a, a huge price for a player with unbelievable talent. And and you know, he may well make the bookmakers sort of eat their words, really.
0: Some big hints there from Baz. Um, rounding off your sextet of players, uh, who's bringing up the rear?
1: Yeah, JT Poston, 125 to one. I've been watching him for a number of weeks now. He's putting some really strong performances. Um, and the one that interests me most, obviously, was his performance at Torrey. Uh, where he was 18th uh, but the thing that impressed me most about that was he actually ranked first in the field for strokes game putting which was obviously on those power and newer surfaces um, he's he's an unbelievable putter uh, when he gets it going and you know the rest of his game is, is pretty steady and he can have really hot weeks with his approach to play um, but the putter is really going to be his saving grace and if he can get that going this week you know he, he's going to have every chance He's ninth this season for strokes game putting on the PGA Tour, which shows that you know he's got that form over a, a series of events. He's got three consecutive top thirties at the Genesis, um, which show that he knows how to play at Riviera. He, he feels comfortable playing there. You know that there are players um, much higher in the market who, who haven't got uh, that sort of form. Um, and two back-to-back top twenties in recent events uh, for Poston shows that he's arriving in. Uh, you know, good form as well. So I think at 125 to one, it's probably a bit more of a speculative shot at someone higher up in the market, but there's no reason why he couldn't play well again and, and maybe sneak us a place.
0: Well, a quite incredible field this week. Dustin Johnson, as we alluded to earlier, heading the market at six to one, but John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Xander schofler Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau, Cantley. Obviously, we've talked about Brooks Kepka, 22 to one. Didn't win that long ago. 22 to one. An astonishing field. Thanks, Baz, for your six tips. But I can't let you go without getting your best bet for the week. So, who is this week's Baz's banker? Uh,
1: I don't think I could have given him any more hype uh, on how much I like his uh, chances in comparison to his price. So I'm going Matthew Fitzpatrick this week at, at huge value at 70 to one.
0: Yeah, seems an unbelievable price and hopefully he will have a big week for us. Thanks again, Barry, for joining us. Really good to chat with you once more this week.
1: Cheers, Steve. Speak to you soon.
0: Just remember, you can read more about the PGA and European Tour in Bazza's column every week on nationalclubgolfer.com. Thanks again for joining us this week on Dialed In. We'll see you again soon.